the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. Well, yabba dabba to America. Hello everybody, how are you? I don't know why, I was watching the Flintstones this weekend. It was, it's been a long weekend. Uh, wow, good to, good to be with you, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, a lot going on this hour of the program. I, I want to start out by um, by thanking our great radio affiliate, KHTS, over in beautiful Valencia, California, Santa Clarita. Uh, we had a wonderful, wonderful uh, gala event over the weekend, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, had about three, 400 Republicans, conservatives, huge Huge Trump supporters there in Southern California. Santa Clarita County, by the way, is just north of of Los Angeles County. Nobody bothered to tell me it actually gets cold in California. It was I, I, I was it was freezing out there, but a beautiful area. And uh, had a chance to uh, deliver the keynote address at a at their big annual fundraising gala. And just had a blast meeting so many great, great patriots out there, including a lot of conservative Republican lawmakers who are serving. Um, some of them are serving on the L.A. City Council. We're going to try to get some of those folks on the program in the coming weeks. Also, a major district attorney's race. And we have a great, great conservative who is currently serving in the DA's office. And he is planning on he is running against Gascon, his boss, who is funded by George Soros. Uh, he and his uh, beautiful wife, who happens to be a deputy sheriff, she's a detective. Um, we were uh, di- we were uh, dinner companions over the weekend, and uh, just uh, had a wonderful, wonderful time. And I came away so encouraged. The Los Angeles County Young Republicans uh, they drove up from L.A. the Brentwood area and had two tables of them. So I think about twenty uh, twenty or thirty um, young Republicans. And it was so refreshing to see a Republican Party that was young and vibrant. They drank fine wine and other beverages, and uh, they laughed at all my jokes. And I appreciated that. Even had a teleprompter up there. That was pretty snazzy. Uh, but but the takeaway and, and my encouragement, and we've been trying to do this in Memphis at the station I own, KWAM, is to build a patriot economy. You say, Tom, what do you mean by that? Well, very simply, uh, we want to partner with businesses that are fellow conservatives. When at all possible, if you're given an opportunity, given a choice, um, you want to you support those people who are supporting you and, and your value system. And I, I find that very refreshing and very important. 
And it was so encouraging after my remarks. I, I met a group from Pepperdine University that came and uh, the guy said, you know, um, he said, uh, we'd love for you to come and speak at Pepperdine. He says, a lot of the people we have and come and talk about politics. Um, and the guy said, they're kind of boring, kind of boring. So we, we would love for you to come and, and speak uh, at the university. He said, happy to do it. And um, we met a lot of business owners who said, Todd, you know, um, you gave us a lot to think about because normally we just sort of stay quiet. We know there are problems, but we've been conditioned to stay quiet. And, and you know what? We're going to start speaking out. And I think that's terrific. Um, and, and we'll, we'll give some of those business owners a shout out through the program today. Just fine, fine Americans. But can I just share a message? And, and I had maybe nine or 10 people separately ask me to pass along this message to our national audience. Todd, stop telling people. And, and stop telling people to move out of California. And when people call in and say that they're thinking about moving out of California, tell them not to move out because we love our state. And you know what? It's a, it's a great point because it is a beautiful state run by, you know, communist, but it's a beautiful state. And and the point, the point being, if all the conservatives move out, then there's nobody there left to fight. And California birthed the modern conservative movement there in Orange County, California. It's California that gave us the likes of Ronald Wilson Reagan. So imagine the great story we could tell our grandkids because this is going to be a this is going to be a generational fight. It's not going to happen overnight, but I do believe that if if people work hard and and get the message out there, then they are going to change things in California. So anyway, thank you. It was a great event, but man, was it a long flight back home. I'm just telling you, it got up at four o'clock. So did this, I flew out there after the show, got there about two o'clock in the morning on Saturday, did the speech that evening, four o'clock in the morning, back to the airport and made it in time for the second quarter of the Super Bowl, which we're going to talk about in just a little while. But I want to start with a, a story out of Houston, Texas. And uh, this is um, a frightening story. We're getting some new information now about, and uh, Dylan, I just sent you some audio. I'm not sure you be the judge if it's arable or not, uh, but we're getting some information on the shooter. And it really surprised a lot of people. Yesterday, the breaking news alerts coming out uh, regarding, um, regarding the shooting at Joel Osteen's church. That would be Lakewood Church there in Houston. It's a mega church. I think they have, what, 30,000, 40,000 members and so they have multiple services throughout the day, and they were getting ready for a they were getting ready for a Spanish language service when all of a sudden um, gunfire broke out. We actually have the video of when that happened. They were uh, doing some sort of announcements, and all of a sudden you you heard the gunfire, and it was a lot of gunfire. And but for the grace of God, um, there were not many many people shot and killed that day. Uh, we do know that a small child was critically injured and an older gentleman was also shot. We also understand that the shooter uh, was taken down by a church security force. And now uh, comes the breaking news that the gunman or the, the woman turned out to be a man. The, the gunman at Joel Osteen's church was transgender, a man pretending to be a woman which makes a lot of sense now. It's unusual for a woman to go out there and do something like this. 
According to the police, uh, the gunman walked in in a trench coat, had a long gun, and just started firing. So the suspect is who is dead. His name is Jeffrey Escalante, but he went by Genesee. And uh, this guy was um, he was a radical leftist, also a domestic terrorist. And make no mistake, ladies and gentlemen, what happened at Lakewood Church was perpetrated by a member of the LGBT community, a domestic terrorist. And it's time we start having a conversation about the radicalizing of the LGBT movement. And clearly, these people are going after the Christians. And we have seen this in shooting after shooting after shooting. And it is absolutely unacceptable. So we're going to be following the developments on this story, but there have been at least a half a dozen or a dozen attacks where the gunman um, was, in fact, a member of the LGBT community. And the media doesn't want to talk about this. As a matter of fact, you watch how quickly this story disappears from the news cycle. Watch how quickly the media pivots here. They don't want to talk about the, the reality. And what is the reality? The reality is that you've got the transgender community. They've been radicalized, these people. And again, I I sympathize, but just until a few years ago, this was called a what? A mental illness, a mental disease. People would be hospitalized. They would be treated for this. But instead, now we are told that we have to celebrate it and we have to humor these people. This is a very dangerous situation. And now I want to say something to our church community. I know so many of you go to a, go to a synagogue, uh, you go to a Catholic church, you go to a Protestant church. Um, many of you are very religious people, and I want you to hear me on this. Don't mess around with your security, right? You don't want you don't want to do that anymore. It's not just it's not just something that uh, you need to um, you need to consider. It's not even something that. And again, if you have volunteers, some of you have volunteer security teams. You need to make sure those volunteers are trained by professionals. You need to make sure that every time the church doors open, that you have security there. It's important because these people are coming after you. They're coming after the Christians. By the way, we still do not have the manifesto of the shooter in Nashville. How long How long has that been? We still don't have the manifesto. And you know why? Because in that manifesto, I believe, are the horrifying details of what really went down inside the Covenant Christian School, where you had a transgender activist a transgender activist, ladies and gentlemen, shooting and killing six people, including three children. And what is the argument? What was the what was the narrative coming out of that? Not that, wow, we need to address what's going on in the LGBT community. No, 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 no. We got to get the guns, right? You saw how quickly they pivoted onto that narrative. You watch how this how the narrative changes in Houston, Texas. We've got some audio of this dude. Uh, let's uh, let's play that. Good afternoon. My name is Jeffrey Scalante Moreno. That's creepy. Creepy. 
So anyway, we're going to be taking your calls on this. Um, I'm curious to know, Christian community especially, um, and Jewish community, what have you guys done to secure your churches and your synagogues? Because let me tell you something, they're coming after you, folks. They're coming after you. I know I know a lot of people don't like to talk about this, but they are coming after you. And we saw this yesterday where a transgender person walked into Lakewood Church and wanted to kill as many people as humanly possible. Thank God they had professional security on staff, and they took out the bad guy. Thank God that happened. Otherwise, we could have been talking about a mass slaughter thousands and thousands of people inside that church building. It is a miracle, a miracle that others were not killed. All right, we've got to take your calls here. We've got to take a break first. Our telephone number, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. Hi, this is Todd Stearns, and I want to update you on my Calitrin journey. I'm still losing weight, I'm also sleeping a lot better, and I've got a lot more energy. Calitrin really is about more than just weight loss. Here's my good friend Elizabeth from Calitrin. That's right, y'all. Stop wasting your time feeling tired, feeling out of shape, trying all these crazy fads, all these crazy diets. Some of these medications are harsh, y'all. Calitrin is proven for weight loss. It's been proven for over 25 years to help you lose weight safely without drugs, without stimulants. It's really good for you. It's only got side benefits, no side effects. I'm talking about better sleep, less joint pain, more energy. You just don't even know how good you're going to feel until you lose the weight the right way. There's also no rebound weight gain with this product either. So check it out for yourself. The website is toploss.com. All the information is on there, toploss.com. That's T-O-P-L-O-S-S.com. And be sure to use that discount code Todd. the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Happy to have you with us today. And again, this breaking news coming out that the shooter identified as um, Genese Marino. Uh, so is a dude or was it a woman identifying as a man or vice versa? It's all very confusing. Uh, we would say uh, gender fluid, I think, is uh, one of the um, terms. We're going to find out. But apparently uh, the shooter was pro-Palestinian and was a big Bernie Sanders, a big Bernie Sanders fan. And our friends over at Libs of TikTok have pointed out here, just in the past year or so, you've had the non-binary shooter in Colorado Springs, the transgender shooter in Nashville. Uh, there was um, in Aberdeen, a transgender shooter. Denver, there was a school shooting where the uh, person was transgender. There was an Iowa school shooting where the um, shooter was transgender. And then the attacks, uh, the attack yesterday at Lakewood Church in Houston, who uh, that person believed to be transgender or whatever. And again, as our, our friends at Libs of TikTok said, the modern gay movement is radicalizing our youth into becoming violent extremists. Do you agree with that? Our telephone number, and agree or disagree, our telephone number is 901-260-5926. Again, 901-260-5926, and we'll be taking your calls on this. Have you seen the, um, this is bizarre, have you 
have you seen the national the black national anthem the <laughs> um it was they played it last night at the super bowl i before we get to the anthem though may i just say about the um about the super bowl was it i don't underwhelming is that i mean the the last seconds were pretty good but it just seemed to me that it was a little underwhelming except for the moment on the sidelines when you had travis kelsey going up and i don't know what the heck that was all about was that a rona rage you know the guy got jabbed up with the coronavirus uh you know uh, drugs and i it looked like he went on some sort of a rona rage and nearly knocked andy reed the head coach of the kansas city chiefs to the ground Dylan, did you watch the game? I know you're a big football fan. Did you did you watch the Super Bowl last night? I did. I got to see some of it. Did you see that moment? Yeah. Unacceptable. You gotta think about like other players in this league, not even in this league, but in college too. You you do that to a head coach, you're either off the team or you're fined heavily. Now, Dylan, our great and it's your great great uncle Uncle Chico. Bolin was the head football coach at Travelers Rest High School, mm. and uh, he started that football program right after he came out of the Marines, and he was fallen and wounded in Iwo Jima at World War II. Went to Furman University, where he was a basketball star, and they asked him to start this football program. He said, "Only if I'm allowed to run it like a Marine, like the Marine Corps." Mm-hmm. And they said, "Have at it." <laughs> to this day, Uncle Chico is the most famous member of our family. He's got a stadium named after him in South Carolina. Yeah. And um, he called the team the Devil Dogs after the Marines. To this day, they're called the Devil Dogs. I'm telling you, if one of his players had come up to him and did what Travis Kelsey did to Andy Reid, that player would be looking for new teeth. Yeah. And he's not, you know, Travis is not getting in trouble for this. And it's 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 sad. No. Because he's so famous now. Taylor Swift's boyfriend. But like. <sighs> he should have, at that moment, Reid should have said you're out of here. Yep. You're not even on the bench. Get out of the stadium. Yep. He should have put him down. He should have put him down on the ground. Mm-hmm. That's what he should have done. He probably still would have won because he only caught like three balls in the game. <laughs> it's true. It's. I mean, he had a couple of good plays. Yeah. I mean, no, no doubt about it. There was a couple of good bursts. But I'm telling you, folks, if that had been any other player, they would have been out of that stadium. That's. They would have been booted out of the NFL. That guy is – if I'm Taylor Swift – I'm looking at this and going, holy crap, that could be me one day. Mm-hmm. Right? I told you no mayo, woman! I can hear the song right now. <laughs> he, he said, I can't say it. I'm going to get in so much trouble. I, I don't want to get in trouble for this. But, I mean, I could picture a song where, you know, he verbally abuses her and she writes a song about it. It's coming. I, that's all I could see when I saw that interaction between him and Coach Coach Reed. I thought to myself, "Wow, I wonder what happens when you know Taylor, you know, makes him mad." And you know, Taylor is it? It must have been me. It must have been something I did. No, that's not Taylor Swift. She will cut you, and she does it by writing a best-selling hit song. He wanted mayo, but I intentionally gave him mustard or something. I don't know. It's man, she was uh, she was uh, hoisting back the beverages last yeah. night. 
My goodness. She probably saw that and next to next to this yeah, next to the Satan worshiper. Oh, you see that? Don't even get me going on that one. Wow. The upside down cross. That's it. That's some weird freaky stuff going down. All right, uh, we got to take a break. What would you have done? Your Travis Kelsey, your Coach Reed, give the guy the heave ho. That's what I would have done. All right, 901-260-5926 is our telephone number. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stark Show. Go make me a sandwich. Mike Lindell and MyPillow employees want to thank my listeners for your continued support. And to thank you, they have an overstock clearance sale right now for the best prices ever when you use the promo code STARNS and you get free shipping on your entire order. Get 50% off the MyPillow 2.0 and the brand new flannel sheets that just arrived won't last long, folks. Get a six-pack towel set for only $29.98 and take advantage of the free shipping on larger items like mattresses and mattress toppers, 100% made in the USA on sale for as low as $99.99. Everything is on sale from the brand new kitchen towels that have the same technology as the bath towels. They absorb dog beds, blankets, couch pillows, so much more. To get the best offers ever, go to MyPillow.com and use promo code STARNS or call 800-839-8506 and get free shipping on your entire order while supplies last. supposed to uh no what are you saying dylan we're supposed to stand up no what what no that's not the national anthem what the all right welcome back everybody good to have you with us uh, this is the todd stearns radio program uh that was the uh, so-called black national anthem that was played last night at the super bowl may i just say i mean it's a lovely song uh it was an entre day uh, did a great job uh she uh, sang it very well they had a lovely choir and uh, it was um it would have been great for the, for church, and I don't have any problem with them singing it last night. The only problem I have, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the program, is that this is the Black National Anthem, and they wanted everybody to stand up and sing the Black National Anthem. I don't think a lot of people stood up, and that enraged Congressman Steve Cohen, who um, then took to Twitter and Congressman Cohen is a white man who represents a majority black district in Memphis, Tennessee. Many of our KWAM listeners are in that district. And he was very upset because, quote, people did not stand up for the Negro National Anthem. And, Congressman, I don't think you're allowed to say that word. Um, but uh, that aside, it has caused a national uproar. It's the lead story over on Fox right now. So I knew we had to bring in our good friend, morning show host at KWAM, Ben Dieter, to talk about this. Ben, good to have you with us. Todd, this is my congressman. You're in District A. I'm over in District 9. You get the Republican. I get the radical progressive. Wow. It's unfortunate. So he's so Cohen's all upset because people did not stand. That is correct. And that's what he was upset and outraged about and why his tweet has now been viewed over 2.2 million 
times by 2.2 million people um, because he had an issue with the Super Bowl. And he, he said it wasn't a pretty picture to see so many people sitting down while that, I, I can't even say that, the Black National Anthem was playing. So that's why he was upset. Are people like agreeing with him? Are they where where do where do the people stand? The folks. Where do the folks stand? Well, I mean the sixteen nineteen project people, they they are very behind Steve Cohen because they think that listen, you are saying there is one national anthem, it does not see color. Well, the 1916 Project and people like Steve Cohen say that the national anthem is actually the anthem for white people because it was written by a slave person. That is their thinking. So this is to balance it out by having a black national anthem. That's what you heard last night. What about the what about the Mexican national anthem or the, the Hispanic national or the Asian American national anthem? They don't matter. They that, don't matter. That was in the that was in the. Um, the halftime show. <laughs> Don't we have some Pacific Rim players too? Yeah, we've got we got some island players. What about their anthem? Well, Todd, what did you think about Reba McIntyre's? I love Reba. Yeah, she did great, didn't she? Dylan, let's get Reba's national anthem up sometime. Uh, let's let's grab that. So uh, obviously, a lot of people are very upset with Congressman Steve Cohen, who is a white Jewish dude, and he's been getting a lot of blowback as. Being called a racist. I mean, you are literally dividing the United States of America in a moment where most Americans would put their hands over their heart and pledge allegiance to this country. You are encouraging them to do the very opposite. So he's in a lot of trouble. And the thing is, as you pointed out, he represents a majority minority community in Memphis, Tennessee. And there are no fans of this guy. Why? Well, because he's a white dude. He's the wrong messenger for this narrative. Well, it seems to me, and he said that a lot of blacks in Memphis, he said most people in Memphis stand for both anthems. And, and I'm curious, is that true, KOM listeners uh, across the uh, the Mid-South, uh, WTJS uh, listeners in western Tennessee, is it true that most of you people out there stand for both national anthems? 901-260-5926 is our number. That's 901-260-5926. You know, it seems to me, Ben, that this is really meant to divide more than anything else. I mean, this is the anthem of the Black Lives Matter movement. That's what it is. I just would love to see if the roles were reversed, if there was a white national anthem. But for these radical progressives, Todd, the national anthem, the oh, say, can you see by the dawn's early light? Yeah, the one you wrote a whole book on? To them, that is white nationalism. And that is why they feel like they need to have this Andrew Day O'Connor, now different person, uh, singing this national that, anthem last night. Sandra Day O'Connor, <laughs> she's you. the Supreme Court justice. <laughs> I've never heard of the woman. She she had a terrible falsetto, but not Sandra Day. I the, thought it was all right. I mean, she did better than Alicia Keys did. Um, <laughs> that's want, true. But even the halftime show, I I want I went into this whole Super Bowl wanting to, and, and by the way, kudos to Memphis International Airport. Uh, because uh, they had the Super Bowl playing on every single monitor. So many people didn't even make it to luggage to get the luggage. We were all watching uh, the, the, the uh, game there at the, at the airport. And, um, and so, so anyway. Um, you so were disappointed well yeah, in the halftime show. The halftime show. It was... Um, the roller skates that didn't do it for you? I wanted it to work, I, uh, but I'm just like, huh. 
and it was an usher. He took his shirt off, and I'm just saying, I can. I think there were abs there at one time, but they weren't there last night. Mm. I'm just okay. I'm not sure. He wasn't Adam Levine for Maroon Five, is what you're saying. I have no idea who that was okay. or is, but yes, so that's. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just. It was weird. It was. I guess it was okay. Maybe you just had to be there. Yeah. Have you, you know, ever covered a, a, a Super Bowl in your years of no, news? No. I, shockingly, I, that is the one thing I haven't covered. Wow. Been to the Daytona 500. And uh, I got to tell you, Daytona 500, with all, I was in the, uh, the what do they call it? It's, it's the, the infield where they have all the. Uh, the know, inside the, track. The inside track where they have all the um, the RVs. It was kind of like the PGA's Waste Management Golf Tour. Three days of that. Lots of drinking going on. But wow. I'm surprised Taylor Swift didn't come out in the um, in the halftime show. I kind of figured that she I'm would. St- I'm still shocked she's dating someone from the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, th- I, there were people running around with, with calls to boycott this team for years, Todd, because it is playing off the Native American heritage. And there have been long calls for years to get rid of the Chiefs. Here you have Taylor Swift. She is all but complicit because she's dating the football player. Well, I I just thought it was funny. Look, I really didn't have any um, skin in the game, uh, one way or the other. And uh, but I was I kind of chuckled when I heard the uh, the crowd doing the uh, hi, 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 hi. <laughs> oh boy that triggered somebody. <laughs> By the way, even the Indians had their own national anthem. What the I am an Indian outlaw, half Cherokee, half Choctaw. Mama was a Chippewa. Yeah, that's isn't. There is no way. I'm just. What would the white national anthem be? <laughs> it had to be something that Barry Manilow or I don't know one of those Vegas lounge lizards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, well, we were going to go to the phones. We had uh, we had a caller one to weigh on the national anthem nine zero one two six zero five nine two six. I'm getting we're getting Ben Dieter messages here. Um, Am I getting hate mail? You're getting some hate mail, but you've actually got some positive mail. Uh, what? No Ben Dieter on screen talking? Someone's clearly watching our live stream. Uh, he's the eye candy for all the old ladies. Oh, wow. That's that's going to be my new LinkedIn bio. Eye candy for old Republican women. Mm. <laughs> you do have some hate mail coming in. Amy, oh, no. Amy on our YouTube live stream. Uh, talk. We are making. Fun, uh, first of all, I was not making fun of the shooter's voice in Lakewood. We were just playing it, and it sounded creepy. Can we go back and play that again? <laughs> Good afternoon. My name is Jeffrey Scalante Moreno. All right. Wait, so that's the that's woman? the shooter. Well, I think that was a woman, and she's pretending to be a man. All right. So she. That's okay. I think we're getting it now. Anyway, Amy says, if you make fun of his voice, why don't you make fun of Ben Dieter's voice? <laughs> Just saying. It's a fair point. <laughs> so, Todd, are you going to roast me? Go on. No. I, well, you're not transgender. So, no, I'm a why the, what, no. what, what is she talking about here? And you've got a good voice. Thank you. It's not as low as I'd like sometimes, but, you know, maybe I stopped midway through 13. Keep going. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Keep going on that carnivore diet, and oh. that, that register will come down. Okay. Hello, I'm Ben Dieter. Yeah. But it works. It's your voice. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to be masquerading as a woman. What's her name? Amy? Amy. You know, Todd, he is a very tolerant guy, but 
He's not going to tolerate that. I don't think you look good in a dress. I'm just going to say. No. You're going to have to shave your legs. It's no. terrible. All right. All right. Ben Dieter. Uh, wow. So back to, oh, we lost, We got way off track here. Um, so Cohen, the the guy, is um, he's off his rocker. Yeah. So here's the deal. There is going to be an effort in, in the future, in the near future, to get this guy out of District 9. And again, this is a white Jewish man that represents one of the most black districts in the country. And the problem for a guy like Steve Cohen is with tweets like this that are incredibly divisive, it caters to a small population of radicals, Todd. Most of the country do not think like this, that we need a black national anthem. The people that he's going after, though, that small subset of the minority this extremism, they are upset with Steve Cohen because he is Jewish right now and he is siding with the Israeli government. So he's really a guy without friends because the people on the right hate him and the people on the left hate him. So he is a very lonely, lonely, sad man. Oh, yeah. Well, get him, a, get him a bucket of chicken. I'll give him some dinshtals. All right. There you some go. Some chocolates. All right. Uh, ben Dieter, everybody, uh, from KWAM, our flagship station here in the Memphis area. Ben, thank you. Um, all right, there you have it. I, that was a weird conversation, folks. Uh, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. And uh, we would love for you to weigh in. Uh, some of you need to go and defend Ben's honor on our YouTube channel. And I think we've got a couple of trolls there. Uh, so uh, we will uh, head to the phones right after this. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. All right, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Happy to have you with us today. Let's go to the phone lines. Greg in Maryland, hanging out with us, wants to weigh in on this transgender violence. Hi, Greg, what's going on? Hey, Mr. Stearns, I've called a few times before, and as always, it's an honor to speak to you. Thank you. So I have two questions for you, actually. One, I see a lot of these um, like Twitter posts where the transgender people are accusing us of mass genocide of them it seems like the numbers are a little skewed in their favor don't you think what do you mean i think they're killing more regular people than regular people are killing transgenders well i don't think well well to your point i i don't see people going out and slaughtering intentionally people of the lgbt community i i would say that the the nightclub shooting in uh in orlando the pulse nightclub shooting uh, that was perpetrated by um, a man of the Islamic faith. 
And that that really caused a lot of consternation in the media because they didn't know how to cover that story. So they just sort of whitewashed over the fact of who the, the individual gunman was in that case. So, yeah, I think there's some there is some validity to your argument there. What's your second question? My second question is, since somebody brought this up at a Super Bowl party last night when they were playing the African-American National Anthem, what if people would have kneeled during that? <laughs> What's good for Kaepernick's good for everybody else, I'm assuming. Can, right? I, can I say, Greg, I had actually thought about that. If I had been in that stadium, <laughs> I actually would have taken a knee. I would have taken a knee during that anthem. Um, I thought it was a brilliant statement when I heard it. I was just like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm with you on that one. Look, it's it's kind of an in-your-face attack on America. That's what it, they're really desecrating the national anthem when they do something like that. It's a beautiful song, but it is not a national anthem. And by the way, blacks already have. You, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. It, it might be a question you might want to ask Mr. Cohen. Well, we invited him to come on the program. Uh, I asked Grace Baker to reach out to Congressman Cohen, and we wanted to invite him on the program to explain to America why we need two national anthems. And uh, hopefully he will respond. We'll check with Grace in the break, uh, and hopefully he will he will respond. Greg, appreciate that call. Thank you for listening. No, I, I, I find it intriguing. I think that would be a fun interview. And we always invite the leftists to come on the programs, but nobody wants to take us up on the offer. It's really frustrating. 901-260-5926 is our number. That's 901-260-5926. By the way, President Trump had a great Super Bowl ad, uh, Cut 14. Prove the fact that Donald Trump says I want to cut Social Security or raise the age. I've never said that. There's the red challenge hat. Trump's challenging Haley's statement. Haley's claims she didn't call for raising the age of Social Security is under review. Tony, here's exactly what the official is looking at. Social Security, Medicare, how would you manage the entitlements? We say the rules have changed. What we do know is 65 is way too low, and we need to increase that. 65 is way too low, and we need to increase that. Let's take a look at another angle. We change retirement age to reflect life expectancy. I think the call is pretty clear, but let's go down to the field and see what official Gene Tooney has to say. After review, Nikki Haley clearly said she plans to change the rules and raise the age of Social Security. This results in cutting benefits for 82% of Americans. Bob, that was a rookie mistake by Haley. I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message. <laughs> well done. By the way, that crowd in Conway, Arkansas, or Conway, South Carolina, uh, yet over the weekend, have, have you seen the videos on ToddSterns.com? Ladies and gentlemen, we are dealing with we are dealing with history in the making. There must have been over ten thousand people that turned out. They couldn't fit everybody in the gym, and I'm talking about the ten thousand people who are outside the arena trying to get in. It was unbelievable. So in Trump fashion, this was beautiful. Trump, uh, they pull in, the motorcade pulls in, and, and Trump is looking out and saying, holy cow, this is these are the people that can't get inside. So Trump goes over. They've got a microphone. It's on a stand, and the stand is too low or something. So Trump just grabs the microphone and starts talking to, to the crowd. No teleprompter, no notes, nothing. He's just going off 
and riffing, and the crowd is just loving it. And just the the massive crowd, it was so loud, and they were chanting, USA, USA. And then inside the um, the arena, somebody, uh, they had a protester, and then the crowd started chanting something else very inappropriate that we can't repeat on radio, but it was pretty darn funny. I'm watching all of this over the weekend on Newsmax and, and the, the coverage, and all I could think of was history. This is not this is not about Republican or Democrat anymore. This is not about politics anymore. We are looking at a movement, ladies and gentlemen, a movement of we the people to take back our country from the communist. That's that's what I saw in South Carolina. That's what I saw over the weekend in California. I, I'm telling you, I can feel it. Can you? Are you sensing that something is is about to happen in this country, ladies and gentlemen? I think this is this is a good good thing that we are seeing unfold. 901-260-5926. 901-260-5926. We'll be right back. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starks. Oh, yeah. Was it just me, or did did you feel weird watching this Christian commercial that aired during the Super Bowl uh, called the He Gets Us campaign. And my understanding is a, a lot of the super wealthy, uh, woke evangelical crowd uh, put their money into this, including a lot of non-Christians, and that is the red flag for me. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. So I'm watching this He Gets Us ad, and it shows um, a bunch of Christians uh, washing the feet of uh, of people that we would call sinners. Uh, there was a, a police officer washing the feet of a, we, a, a criminal. Um, you had somebody washing the feet of an illegal alien, somebody washing the feet of, a, of somebody who was about to kill their baby at a Planned Parenthood abortion mill, and so on and so forth. And, and so the, the, the essence of this is that Jesus was not a hater. Jesus did not hate people, right? No, but Jesus did hate sin. And by the way, Jesus got angry. You know, it's not. We all know the story of of Jesus in the uh, in the temple overturning the tables, right? But there's this there's this idea that that Jesus is is all about love, and that's the most important thing about Jesus is love. He just loves people. There's this idea that the the woke evangelicals have turned Jesus into some sort of a metrosexual with a man bun frolicking about in a gown in the fields and just loving people. And that's not who Jesus was. Jesus was a carpenter by trade, rough guy. He was probably pretty muscular, I would say, more so than Usher. And he was he was a man, but he was also the son of God. And by the way, they always turn away from the parts of the New Testament that tell people there is only one way to get to heaven. There is only one way towards eternal life, and it is not 
washing the feet of an illegal alien. So anyway, a lot of people, this is, people are fired up over this. But the point, the point of that commercial was to target conservative Christian churches. And by conservative, I mean Bible-believing congregations around the, the nation. And the insinuation when you watch this, the insinuation when you watch this commercial is that if you oppose illegal immigration, then that somehow makes you a bad person, a sinner, a hater. If if you oppose the the BLM movement, that makes you some sort of a hater. If you support um, the pro-life movement, that makes you a bad person. That's the underlying message of this He Gets Us commercial. At least that's how I saw it. I'm, I'm curious if, if you saw the commercial, what your initial reaction was. Because if I'm watching this, He Gets Us, what, is, what does that even mean? By the way, the San Francisco Chronicle, this is great. A lot of people who are non-Christians, and that's how, and by the way, this is how the church community is. We have to be like the world so that we can evangelize. Those are the woke evangelicals. That's why when you go to a lot of these churches nowadays, they don't look like churches. They look like nightclubs. And the whole thinking behind that is, well, if we want to reach the lost people, then we have to sort of look like a nightclub, and we have to give them a nightclub experience when they walk into the sanctuary. Years ago, they did a study about that. It's a fascinating study. And they determined, their survey determined that, and they talked to people who were not followers of Jesus Christ. And the whole point of this survey was, would you go to a church that did not look like a church? In other words, if if the church was meeting in some sort of like, you know, warehouse or looked like a business park, would you go to that church or would you be drawn to a church that had, I don't know, a steeple and a cross and look like a church? And overwhelmingly, the lost people, the unchristian people, the secular people said they would they would go to a church that looked like a church. I thought that was pretty interesting. In people's times of need, they go to something that looks like a church not a business park. So anyway, I'm I'm watching and so so I'm I'm watching this this um this ad and I'm wondering to myself, wait a second, are people who are not Christian, are they are they getting this? Do they understand whatever kind of a message is is here? Are 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 they are they are they understanding it? And I went to the San Francisco newspaper and this is the over the overarching secular mainstream media world is what the heck were those people talking about? And they said it was really creepy that you had these people and they were washing feet. And this was the actual headline from the San Francisco newspaper: Super Bowl viewers baffled by foot fetish commercial. So I'm not sure that I mean it costs millions of dollars to run a Super Bowl ad. I'm I'm just not sure that the people understood the message there. But ultimately, the message was, and, and hear me on this, this was an attack on conservative Christians. That's what that commercial was all about.
And the sad thing is that it completely misses the true message of Christianity, which is you have to have a relationship with with God. And if you don't, you're not getting to heaven. Hate to break that to you. But that is the message of 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 the New Testament. John chapter three, verse sixteen. Read it for yourself. So there you go. 901-260-5926 is our telephone number. That's 901-260-5926. We'll be taking your calls on that. Also, uh, we're uh, expecting Congressman Ralph Norman to join us. I want to find out why he's supporting Nikki Haley, right? He's, Ralph Norman is a good conservative guy. Why is this guy out there supporting Nikki Haley? And how long is he going to keep that up? We're going to ask him that question uh, coming up a little bit later on. Also, uh, Melanie Mosley is going to join us. She is the president of the Whitehaven Republican Club, and uh, she's going to weigh in on uh, Congressman Steve Cohen, also Black History Month. She has a brilliant observation about that, so we're looking forward to talking to her as well. By the way, uh, we have been uh, curious about Donald Trump's VP pick, who is Donald Trump going to pick for his vice president? Is it going to be Ben Carson, Ron DeSantis, Tim Scott? Those are just some of the names that people are mentioning. But Newsmax wants to know who you think the vice presidential nominee should be. You can vote right now in the Newsmax poll on Trump's vice presidential pick. Who do you think President Trump should pick for vice president? Not who he is, but who do you think he ought to pick? It takes just a few seconds to participate All you have to do is text the word SKIP to 39747. That's SKIP to 39747. They will send you a poll link, and you'll be able to have your say. That's SKIP to 39747. We'll be right back. Remember remember the late, great Norman Vincent Peale? You guys remember uh, Norman Vincent Peale? Um, the reason why he was so popular back in the day, and he was sort of like the alternative to Billy Graham. You know, Billy Graham was out there, and he was preaching the gospel. And then you had Norman Vincent Peale, which was the power of positivity, right? He was the very first guy to do that. Robert Schuler back in the day of the old Crystal Cathedral. That was it. Was the power of positive thinking, and uh, so so people like they flocked to that kind of stuff. So you felt good, but it really was not a lasting a lasting goodness. It was just sort of like a, a sugar high. But people ate that stuff up, and I think that's what the whole point of this commercial, the he gets us commercial in the Super Bowl, was was really all about. Right? Um, One of the guys behind it, I was telling the staff this story. I don't mind sharing it now. What the heck? Years ago, um, well, by the way, the people behind this were the uh, Hobby Lobby people. They were one of the big uh, donors. And uh, the Hobby Lobby people also behind the Museum of the Bible. And if you haven't been, it's a beautiful museum. It is absolutely fascinating. And I remember early on when they were literally building it, they were trying to recruit a lot of people to support it. And they invited me up to D.C. It was a grand event. I mean, very lavish. And they were like, you know what? Um, we, you know, we want you to help us get the word out, which I was happy to do at the time. And I said, this is so amazing that we're going to have this beautiful museum as a, as a way to tell people about about our Lord and about salvation. And they were like, yeah, well, um, yeah, that's not what really this museum is all about. 
and they wanted the they wanted it to be more about the Bible literally as opposed to the message of the Bible. And I remember thinking at the time, that's not going to work. You can't be all things to all people. And look, just like Norman Vincent Peale and um, and Robert Schuller, their their message of their church was you can you can be all things to all people, but you can't. And we know that because Norman Vincent Peale died, and Robert Schuller's church went out of business, and then he died. But I, I'm telling you, that's that's the problem with this advertising. They're doing the same thing the Museum of the Bible is doing. And by the way, the Museum of the Bible is really struggling right now. They can't find donors. And the reason why is they're trying to be all things to all people. Why can't you have a wonderful educational experience as you take people in and historic experience as you take people through this beautiful museum? And all of that message and the message of the Bible should point people directly back to Jesus Christ. And it doesn't. It should. They so so again. I, I get why they're trying to why they're trying to do this, but I'm not sure it's actually reaching people. That's my whole point. Nine zero one two six zero five nine two six. That's nine zero one two six zero five nine two six. Oh, by the way, did you see the um, the Joe Biden tweet that he put out last night? It's Joe Biden, and he's got the blood red eyes. And it's got the tech, it's Darth, is it Darth Brandon? And he was implying, I think he was trying to throw shade. Uh, you know, people are saying, oh, well, you know, Taylor Swift is a, a psyop created by the Pentagon and all this kind of It was really weird. Very weird. Something's going on there. Something is very bad. Something is very wrong. And then Biden refused to sit down with CBS News for an interview. Trump offered, and they declined. But then Biden turns around, and he makes a video about Oreos and Doritos. Cut six. The Super Bowl Sunday. If you're anything like me, you like to be surrounded by a snack or two while watching the big game. You know, when buying snacks for the game, you might have noticed one thing. Sports drinks bottles are smaller. A bag of chips has fewer chips, but they're still charging it just as much. And as an ice cream lover, what makes me the most angry is that ice cream cartons have actually shrunk in size, but not in price. I've had enough of what they call shrinkflation. It's a ripoff. Some companies are trying to pull a fast one by shrinking the products little by little and hoping you won't notice. Give me a break. The American public is tired of being played for suckers. I'm calling on companies to put a stop to this. Let's make sure businesses do the right thing now. So Joe Biden is more concerned about how many Doritos are in his bag of chips than he is the number of illegals coming across the border and occupying America. But beyond all of that, this is the guy is basically complaining about why food costs so much money. It's because of his own policies. And what is he talking about Oreos? There are a set number of Oreos in every single package of Oreos, right? They have their own little tiny, like, little cubicle. And if you don't have your entire cubicle filled with Oreos, just take it back to Kroger, and they'll get you a new one. But everybody, how many years now have we all complained about that, right? You, you get your little bag of chips out of the vending machine, and you open it up, and it's like a huge bag, and there are just like a few chips in there. 
It happens to everybody. What do you want me to do? <laughs> Unbelievable. 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Biden's policies have done to our bank accounts what the folks over at Doritos are doing to those bags of chips. There's nothing in them anymore. I'm just saying. Oh, by the way, we've got some audio now. Uh, Coach Andy Reid uh, talking about Travis Kelsey. And, I mean, Kelsey like, got in the guy's face and nearly knocked him to the ground. A cut 13. Was Travis giving that speech on the sideline when he ran into you oh, in the first yeah. half? No. <laughs> he, he keeps me young. Yeah. <laughs> so, the balance looked good. Yeah, not so good. He tested, tested that hip out. You know. Yeah, I know. Like, JB's so, got a new hip, too. Yeah, man. I'm you you, you but, took a good hit right there. But, but that's how you guys communicate sometimes. Like, he caught me off balance. So normally, I'd give him a little bit, but you know, <laughs> I didn't have any feet under me. So, oh, he had hip surgery. So, so first of all, what kind of a man, what kind of a young guy like that does that to an older man? Who does that? A 60-something-year-old coach. That's your coach. And, you know, the concern here is, and I'm just telling you folks, the concern is that young kids are going to see this kind of behavior, and they see it, and they're going to try to pull something like that on their coaches. I think that is a bad, bad idea. But there you go. Um, that's just the way it is. We're living in a new day and age. I mean, old school smash mouth football. You really think the coaches would have put up with that nonsense? I don't think. I think they would have knocked the player to the ground and then dragged his body off the and throw him right out of the stadium. That's what they should have done. Anyway, well, we're going to talk more about this later on. Uh, by the way, coming up. Uh, Art Alley from the Timothy Plan is going to be here. Also, the time has shifted. Uh, They're making some changes at Newsmax, and they're moving us to prime time. So we will be starting our show at 5 o'clock Eastern time on Newsmax 2. That's 5 o'clock Eastern, so that's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, we look forward to to seeing all of you on TV at uh, 5 o'clock Eastern tonight. It's kind of nice because it puts a little bit of distance between the national radio show and what we're doing at Newsmax. So we're very excited about the uh, that opportunity. Uh, folks, also, coming up March 19th, the Todd Stearns book will be in stores. It's called Twilight's Last Gleaming, Can America Be Saved? And I want you to get a copy of it. And we want to encourage you to go to Amazon right now, Barnes & Noble, wherever you buy your books. Online, you can actually reserve a copy and it will be delivered to you and if you order on amazon uh, you will actually get a copy of that book before it actually hits bookstores which is pretty spectacular so the name of the book again twilight's last gleaming can america be saved and we do a fun you are gonna laugh there is so much humor in this book but there's also a serious message that the communists have taken over our country and we've got to take it back from them and we've looked, as as I told the, the folks in California over the weekend, to borrow a phrase from Toby Keith, when it comes to the communists, we have to put a boot up their backside. And that's imperative for all of us to do. So that book shows us how to do it and shows us how to do it with a smile on our face. Twilight's last gleaming can America be saved. We'll be right back, folks.
Welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Let's go right to our Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Congressman Ralph Norman from South Carolina joins us. Congressman, good to have you with us today. Well, I'm glad to be on your show, Todd. Uh, well, I, I hope you're going to say that, uh, Congressman, by the end of the conversation. I just, I got to ask you, um, why are you still supporting Nikki Haley? <laughs> well, a couple of reasons, Todd, and that's a very good question a lot of people have asked me. Uh, one, she can win this race, and she can win the general race against whoever. It's not going to be Biden. It's going to be most likely Gavin Newsom. And who can attract independents? Who can attract, uh, you know, at this point, we, we've got to save this country. This isn't about politics. Uh, I respect Donald Trump. I called him before I uh, decided to endorse Nikki. And uh, I think it's really important we have somebody that, that can attract independents, which make up over 42% of the vote now. But so, so far, she's I'm not very, doing that, Congressman. I mean, she she won one county by one vote in Iowa, and that happened because a lot of Democrats, uh, you know, played some shenanigans. So uh, that aside, she hasn't won a single primary or caucus. Well, she's gone up on each of them. In, in Iowa, she went up from what they were expecting her to do. New Hampshire, she did the same thing. Now, she would like to win them, Todd, as anybody would. But now, as far as Democrats, look, what, one thing I found being on the campaign trail w- with her and just in, in my role as representing the 5th District in South Carolina, Democrats and Republicans are scared now. They're scared of losing this country, and they have we have every right to be frightened that if we take a chance, if we lose uh, this election, we're history. I mean, our free republic is over with. Now, I don't care about the polls. I don't care about, you know, being the only one that's supporting her. I I still feel very confident. And a lot of things could happen between now and then. And, And, Todd, for your listeners, look at the history. Back in 16, Donald Trump didn't secure the nomination until May. Uh, previous to that with Romney, he, same thing. He, he secured it in May. We've had three, well, four with Nevada. Um, and you know, we're just getting started and the people who that normally have to drop out are either from funding, uh, a cutback in funding or the support just dwindles. That has not been the case with Nikki Haley. And she took in 16 million after January. And, you know, I'm going to a thing tonight. People, the crowds are great. And, um, but I they're not Congress, Congressman. Congress. Yeah, over the weekend, over the weekend, you had what almost ten thousand people uh, show up for a Trump rally, and maybe a handful show up for a Nikki Haley bus stop. Uh, I don't know. If you've seen, we've seen the video. Um, what does she need to do? I mean, this is her home state. Why is it that people aren't coming out in the thousands to to greet her? Well, we'll see how it turns out. Trump has always had that, Todd. I mean, he's he really has. He's He's got a core base. He does here, as he does all over the country, but he's got a ceiling on it. And the more he talks like he did over the weekend about, you know, her, her husband, where is he, and, and Russia attacking those who don't pay the NATO dues, anything can happen. And she started off, and, and I endorsed her in February, as you know, of 2023, she had 13 others in the race. It's two of them. Comp- let's let competition decide who who wins this thing. And uh, it doesn't. It's not. It's undaunting to me. Uh, actually, it's refreshing that she's given people a, a reason to go to the polls. If they like her, they will vote for her. If they choose Donald Trump, so be it. 
she will take that in South Carolina, and she's going to Super Tuesday. And what's the what, what advantage uh, does it do the American people have by her getting out? It's down to two, and she does she'll take the consequences. And if if the she's building every day, and I really think she's going to do very well in South Carolina. Super Tuesday, the same thing. And let's let the voters decide instead of polls and, you know, the those in the media who say, get out, get out. There is a reason they're saying that. Well, from, from my standpoint, and I've heard this from a lot of uh, Republican groups around the country, they just don't have any money. I mean, we're, we've got a big money problem in the party right now. And I think the concern is, you know, will, you know, the money that are we wasting this money on these primary races moving forward, uh, Congressman. But, but I look, I get your point. And I don't want to belabor it. And you're a good man. Um, I just, you know, it's, it's a head scratcher for a lot of people. Let me ask you this. When, if, when Nikki Haley pulls out of the race, will you endorse president Trump? Absolutely. I mean, I look, that's why I called him. I respect him. I respect what he did. I know with Eddie, I mean, he did so many great things. And, but Nikki Haley would do the same thing. But absolutely, and Nikki will too. Now, you're talking about the party being broke. They should not be paying his legal fees. Uh, he spent over $50 million on legal fees. And Todd, the other big thing, and I really believe this to my core, it's going to take eight years for, for, to, for, for Nikki to get this country out of trouble. Donald Trump's got 36 months. And the reason I say that, the last year, People are going to be running against him. It's all political, as you see now. So, you know, let's let's let the the process play out, and we'll see how it works. And she's she's is determined as as I've ever seen. And I was on a bus ride with her uh, Saturday, and she is as determined and feisty. And look, anything can happen. And I firmly believe that at the end of the day, you will see Nikki victorious. Now, people laugh at that. But if not, um, then you know, that's fine. But we're going to play it out. Let the, let the American people decide with their vote who they want. All right, Congressman Ralph Norman from South Carolina's 5th Congressional District on our Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line today. Uh, Congressman, the second Mayorkas impeachment vote, we understand, is set for tomorrow. Uh, what are you hearing? Are, are Republicans going to have the votes necessary here? God, I hope so. I mean, if, if there's anything we need to do, and I will give Pelosi credit, she counted votes. I think, from my understanding, Todd, they're bringing in Scalise. He's undertaking chemotherapy. They're bringing him in. We'll have a one-vote one margin. But, yes, I, I think we will, and he should be impeached. He didn't enforce the law, and, uh, you know, it's it's our duty to do this. Now, people ask all the time, with all the problems you got in the country, why are you concentrating on this? We can walk and chew gum at the same time. This should have happened. And the argument can be made. I mean, he's getting his orders from Biden anyway. And Mayorkas isn't just making this up on his own. Uh, is he Joe getting Biden them? From, is he getting them from Biden or somebody else? Because I, I see Joe Biden. I see a man who is incapable of having that level of conversation with with someone in his cabinet oh yeah well that's true but that's been that's been the case for a while he's gotten a lot worse lately but he's been stumbling around not being able to read from a teleprompter and so but no he's he when he was elected three years ago he opened the borders up and he's doing it purposely and i will tell you they're flying them from into red states all over the country and that's the other thing about we've got to win this election big enough and Nikki beats Biden, and it's, again, it's probably going to be Newsom, but he, she beats any Democrat by 
17-plus points. Donald Trump just doesn't do that as much as, you know, he just doesn't. He gives people, you know, he's got a ceiling. But uh, but back to your question, Mayorkas, I think he will be impeached uh, either tomorrow or um, either either tomorrow or Wednesday. All right. Good stuff. Well, Congressman, we're going to leave it there. Uh, always appreciate uh, the information, and uh, we look forward to having you on board the Trump train pretty soon. <laughs> well, thank you for what you're doing, Todd. I All appreciate right. it. All right. Congressman Ralph Norman uh, from South Carolina. No, he's a good guy, folks. Uh, he is just he is loyal to Nikki Haley, and uh, you got to respect it, but at the same time, I'm, from from a reality standpoint, there's no way she's going to win. But she's in it. She's got the she's got the big money bankers in the party, and they are going to um, they're going to try to go the distance with her. And if that happens, folks, it just just sucks money right out of right out of the system. It is not good. And I've been hearing from Republicans literally all over the country that they just don't have any money. The party is um, is flat near broke. Our telephone number is nine zero one two six zero five nine two six. That's 901-260-5926. So uh, this morning came into the office, and we were we were talking about uh, the delicious Dinstel's Chocolates, uh, one of the family-owned chocolate candy shops in the Memphis area, over 100 years in business. I mean, almost, I think, 125 years getting getting up on it. And uh, Rebecca Dinstel is a, is a good friend. And uh, they have been, they've got a great deal for folks looking for Valentine's Day candy. And because of FedEx, they're able to literally uh, ship it overnight. So if you plan on ordering uh, something, you can actually uh, have it delivered. And that's a, that's a pretty cool thing. So anyway, um, this morning came in and there was a package from Dinstel's and folks inside were the they're world famous, and I don't know how they do this, the juiciest, ripest uh, strawberries, chocolate-covered strawberries with cream. And, folks, I'm telling you, uh, it is. it doesn't matter what you've done, gentlemen. Uh, you give a box of these to your, uh, sig- your significant other, th- whether it's a girlfriend or your wife, um, you are going to win them over. Dinstals.com, you can actually order uh, online, Dinstals.com. That's D-I-N-S-T-U-H-L-S, Dinstals.com, and check them out. Strawberry season, these things go fast, but they have chocolate-covered strawberries, and it's only for a certain amount of time. So you can get them uh, February 12th, 13th, and 14th. They're going to be dipping the strawberry. They're freshly dipped, and I can't tell you, I know people love Sherry's Berries, which are very good. This is better than that. I'm just telling you. And you can also give them a call if you want to order. If you don't want to do it online, you can give them a call. Uh, The telephone number is 901-377-2639. That's 901-377-2639. And to get yourself some of these incredibly delicious chocolates. I mean, I started speaking in tongues. It was that good. Got to take a break. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. And just a reminder that our Newsmax TV show is moving to prime time. Thanks to all of you people watching, and we certainly appreciate that. Five o'clock Eastern is the new time. 
That's 5 o'clock Eastern. We're going to be talking to President Trump's National Press Secretary, Caroline Levitt. Also, Harry Hurley from WPG Radio. He'll be joining us as well. All right. Um, some new information now coming in about this uh, this dude um, who is, okay, so now we know. So she it's actually a woman who identifies as a man. She is the one who shot up the mega church. Uh, that would be Joel Osteen's church, Lakewood Church in Houston, on, on Sunday afternoon. It all happened during a Spanish language service, thousands of people there. Um, according to the um, police reports, the um, individual had the words Free Palestine written on the AR-15, uh, pointed the AR-15 at officers, and that's when officers took her down. And now uh, she is um, burning in the lake of fire. The transgender activist, her real name, Janessa Marino, and now goes by the name Jeffrey Escalante, or went by the name Jeffrey Escalante. Transgender, pro-Palestine, terrorist. And I'm telling you, there are more people like that out there. And we had a caller earlier, and it's a great point. You don't hear very often and i aside from the pulse nightclub and that was a muslim who shot up the the nightclub down in orlando you don't have heterosexuals going out there and intentionally hunting down these um these active these uh these um uh, transgender people now one of our one of our great liberty university interns um the lovely annabelle uh was researching this information for us and she's gone back these are some of the um what the top five there was the club q shooting in colorado springs the uh, shooter there transgender and killed five people in a gay nightclub then you've got the shooting at the 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 covenant school in nashville transgender um audrey hale then in Colorado, you had the STEM school, and you had the um, the student there said that um, uh, that the children were uh, shouting gender taunts, and that's why the gunman opened fire. And then you had the transgender teen who planned a mass mass shooting attack on schools and churches and wrote a manifesto. And then you have this situation in Iowa where the school shooter is believed to be of the LGBTQ identity. So there you have it. That's the evidence you need right there. But thank the good Lord. As a matter of fact, here's Joel Osteen uh, talking about this uh, yesterday. Cut seven. Thank Chief and the Mayor and Chief Penny and all of the, the these men and women did an amazing job. And it's just, you, you said it, Chief, it could have been a lot worse. Of course, we're devastated. I mean, this we've been here 65 years and have somebody shooting in your church. But, you know, we don't understand why these things happen, but we know God's in control. And we're going to pray for that little five-year-old boy and pray for the lady that was deceased, her family and all, and, and the other gentlemen. But I don't know. It's just uh, kind of in a fog. But... You know, just believe that, you know, we're, we're going to stay strong. We're going to continue to move forward. 
there are forces of evil, but the, the forces that are for us, the forces of God are stronger than that. So we're going to keep going strong and just, uh, you know, doing what God's called us to do, lift people up and give hope to the world. Again, I want to thank all these gentlemen because, you know, I can only imagine if it would have happened during the 11 o'clock service. We were in between services going into the Spanish service, so... You know, if, if there's anything good of it, you know what? They, she didn't get in there and do a whole lot worse damage. So we thank God for that. He's watching over all of us. And as the chief says, we're going to keep going strong and bringing hope to the world. But thank you again, Jim. Thank you, Pastor. Uh, all right, there you go. That's Joel Osteen from uh, yesterday talking about the, the shooting. And we now know this was a transgender terrorist attack on Lakewood Church also pro-Palestinian. So at that point, you wonder, and by the way, was this person in the country legally? So you've got the trifecta there. But regardless, uh, folks, the danger I see is that within the LGBT community, and, and I, let's just, let's, within the transgender community, because the L's and the G's and the B's don't like the T's. That's kind of like the uh, dirty inside baseball story. But the gays don't like the transgenders, and neither do the lesbians. I don't think they like anybody. But the transgender crowd, these are radicals. Because at the heart of the transgender movement, there really is no such thing as as gender. So in other words, there's really no such thing as a gay or a lesbian or a straight person or a bisexual person. Uh, You can be whatever you want, and it's all fluid. And anyway, these people are being radicalized, and they're basically targeting Christians predominantly, and you need to be aware of it, and especially pastors. And we need to start talking about these issues, because this is a clear and present danger. All right, we got to take a break here. Uh, coming up, we're going to be talking to um, a the president of the Whitehaven Republican Club, a predominantly black Republican club. In Memphis, Tennessee, Melanie Mosley, our guest. Also, Art Alley from Timothy Plan. Going to be talking about the Super Bowl. That's going to be fun. And, of course, 5 o'clock Eastern, the Todd Starn Show debuts on Newsmax. That's going to be a lot of fun. Hang tight, everybody. Hour 3 coming up next. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American right. Todd Starks. Uh, yes. Hello, America. Hello. Is the microphone on? Testing America. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome. Hour three of the big show underway. And, man, do we have a lot going on uh, this hour of the program. So I, I've got to brag on got to brag on KWAM Radio, my uh, the radio station I own. It is the conservative blowtorch of the Mid-South, covering Arkansas, Tennessee, and Mississippi. And uh, so Black History Month, and everywhere you go, all of the radio stations and TV stations are saluting liberals or Democrats who are black. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? Uh, I get it. Um, And typically, there are certain people that get recognized every single Black History Month. And the reason why is because there is an agenda 
that's being shoved down our faces. So I thought to myself, why why don't we do something different with Black History Month? And so on KWAM, they've launched a series of vignettes saluting conservative Republican blacks through American history. And it's pretty fascinating to hear these uh, vignettes playing. And I think they started uh, today on KWAM. And folks are going to learn that the very first black person elected to the Congress actually came from Mississippi and was a Republican. Uh, The first black millionaire in the southern states was actually a Republican from Memphis. Uh, the the first the first professional baseball team uh, to be um, to to come to Memphis Tennessee owned by the owner of one of the largest pharmacies in the Mid South who happened to be a black Republican and the Memphis Red Sox were the, one of the few teams in the old Negro leagues that actually owned their own stadium so there is a treasure trove of information about black conservatives. And nobody knows anything. About, as a matter of fact, I think we have one of these. Dylan, let's uh, play what people are hearing on our local radio station. The Mighty 990 KWAM celebrates Black History Month. There's a good chance you parked in Lee's Landing in downtown near FedEx Forum, or you've probably mailed a letter from the Lee Post Office on Mississippi Boulevard, both named after George Washington Lee, a prominent black soldier and a Republican leader from Memphis. George Washington Lee moved to Memphis in 1912 and got a job as a bellhop at the Gayoso Hotel. He went on to join the Army in World War I and later became a successful insurance executive. Mr. Lee was active in the Republican Party and delivered an RNC speech at the National Convention in Chicago, the year 1952. The New York Times eulogized Mr. Lee as a leader of Memphis Republican blacks, and his portrait is displayed in the rotunda of the Tennessee State Capitol. KWAM salutes George Washington Lee, an American hero. This Black History Month salute is brought to you by Mosley Tax and Accounting Service. Don't let taxes bring you stress. Bring it to the best. Mosley Tax and Accounting Service. We salute our fellow Americans on the mighty 990 KWAM. Yeah, there you go. I love it. And so we have seven or eight folks that we're going to be saluting throughout the, the month of February. And these are important figures because they're American citizens who are claiming the American dream. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line right now, and we're honored to have the sponsor of the Black History Month salute, uh, Melanie Mosley, who is also president of the Whitehaven Republican Club, joining us. Melanie, I want, first, thank you for supporting this this great effort. What do you think about these uh, vignettes? Well, Todd, I think it's very educating to the people who hear it because um, I didn't quite know the whole story of George Washington Lee. So I think that it helps educate our people and know that we have to unite and work together. And him, he uh, stated that he was a Republican. He also spoke at the RNC. Wow. So that says a lot for him. And he was able to get things done because he worked with all people. And, and that's the key here, uh, Melody. And for so many years, I'll, I'll confess, you know, uh, growing up in, in school, um, you would think that it was the Republicans who were opposed to the civil rights movement and it was the Republicans who waged the Civil War. But that's simply not the case. The Republicans actually fought for civil rights. And I think there's I wonder within the, the black community in, in Memphis and really around the country, um, do people understand what the Republicans actually stand for? I don't think so, because you're talking about history. And uh, Todd, let me just say thank you for this opportunity to be on your station, on your show. Um, I also want to say that uh, when the Republican 
White Haven Republican Club was started uh, back in July. Um, and I sent the email, and when the notice went out, the first person that called and asked me, called me on my phone and asked me, said, hey, is there anything I can do? How can I help you? Was Mr. Todd Starnes. <laughs> so I appreciate you so very much. It, it's an and, honor. It's an honor. <laughs> yes, I, I appreciate you. And uh, so let's say, okay, so that was history. But let's look at today. Let's look at the mayhem that was caused on yesterday. Um, eight people shot. One person died. A, a child received a bullet to the body because of this idiot out here in the streets. Just uh, I, I can't even describe it. But who is fighting for Memphis? This is not even his district. But who is fighting for Memphis at the state at the local state house? It is state. It is state senator uh, Brent Taylor. He is fighting for Memphis crime. He is. I mean, he is like. Doing a, he's passing bills and educating us on how, you know, these people are getting out of jail um, and everything. So he's a Republican. He's fighting. So also um, uh, chairman of the education, Tennessee uh, Representative Mark White, education part, he's fighting for the education of our children. And he's a Republican. So, you know, the, the misnomer that Republicans look at color or they only think about white people is is the farthest from the truth. The thing is, we have to work together. We are called conservatives because, as the president said, the former president says, it's common sense. And we know what it takes to get our community united and get us back on the, on the, on the right path. Melanie, I was uh, watching uh, the, um, the news coverage, and uh, folks, uh, we had a madman on the loose again in Memphis, and uh, it was just, it was horrifying. People were told to stay in their homes. Uh, it uh, really put the city on alert. And it turns out this guy was actually out on bond because he was accused of committing attempted first-degree murder. And it goes back to this issue of elections have consequences. We have a George Soros district attorney in this city and uh, someone who is incredibly soft on crime. And we have judges who are putting these very bad people back into the community and in case after case, the minority communities are the ones who are suffering. Uh, when you talk about, you know, the arrest, let's talk about the victims of crime here in the Memphis area. Majority black citizens are, are being targeted. So that's the thing that we don't talk about. And that's the thing that when the, um, the blue go to um, the blue uh, Democrats, when they go out and submit or solicit and campaign, they don't mention the victim. However, is the Republican Party who are concerned about the victims. Let's do something about the criminals so that our children and the generations to come can have safer streets. And when you talk about that madman, he was in my backyard. He was in White Haven. And so, yes, we were on lockdown. My son had just left for church, and I was like, oh, my goodness, you know, and he just pretty much paralyzed the city. And so, but like I said, again, it's, it's a Republican uh, a state Senate that is the Senator Brent Taylor, who is fighting on our behalf um, to pass legislation so that these things won't continue to happen. Now, let me say this. He is the only person. He brought it up. He said, this is what I'm going to do. And he has been doing it. He has been doing an amazing job at doing it. So he listens to not only his constituents, but to other people who are crying out and to the victims because he cares, he's concerned and he cares about, you know, all people. 
And it's not just black, not just white, but he cares about all people. But you can't get that from uh, democratically. It's because they never tried to pass bills or take on this uh, type of challenge. So I, I would just love to see in schools across the nation, because, yes, Memphis is where a majority um, black city. And there are many, uh, look, it doesn't matter if you're in Memphis or Detroit or Chicago. I guarantee you, ladies and gentlemen, there are black conservatives and Republicans who have made great contributions to your communities. And yet we never hear anything about these individuals. And they need to, those are the people that need to be celebrated. People who are, to borrow a phrase from our brand new mayor, Melanie, uh, that is the soul and the swagger. And you talk about wealthy, wealthy blacks. Go back to the turn of the last century when you had black homeowners and millionaires. And and there was a common theme among the black community and the white community. Um, It's church. And we had a shared sense of values and morality that has now just pretty much evaporated. And you have chaos in the culture. But that's the soul and the swagger we need to be talking about. You're absolutely right, because um, the psalmist says, that word have I hid in my heart. So when you know God's word, then you will know how to pray, and you will pray for your city, and you will pray that justice is done and that uh, citizens unite, not based on their party affiliation, not based on their race, but that we unite as one because it's majority black, but it's not only black people that live in this city. However, being a majority black city, majority of the crime is black on black crime and that's the hurting part because people are suffering and you know to tell them uh, last year i think we had 10 children who died in this city and that has not been discussed among the democrats like i said it was uh now i keep calling his name and, and we do celebrate him uh senator brent taylor he was the one to say hey enough is enough this is what I'm going to do. And um, he calls it make, make Memphis Matter. And I like that slogan. And, again, we support him, and we are going to celebrate him. Melanie, I'm curious uh, to get your take on Congressman Steve Cohen, who is making national headlines. Uh, his post about he was very upset people did not stand and pledge allegiance during the, the Black National Anthem last night at, at the Super Bowl. Your, your response to that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, so he is the congressman over the ninth congressional district, which includes Whitehaven. Um, it's one of the areas which has a high crime rate. Uh, business is about to fold because, you know, so much crime in that area. Um, so again, as you say, the madman was loose in our city on yesterday. But then you have a, a congressman who represents District 9 that's more concerned about the Negro National Anthem than he is about those uh, eight people that were shot and the one that was killed. And the reason why they were shot and killed because he was let out on that uh, small bun. So it it disturbs me greatly. And so instead of people, you know, living out false narratives, they need to fight at the polls. They need to say, okay, who's running against him? And we do have a Republican candidate that's running against him. And, you know, you need to say, um, okay, so what are your concerns? How are you going to help? Because right now he's not representing us. That doesn't, I mean, why are there two anthems at the, at the Super Bowl anyway? I, I don't get that part. Um, yeah. You know, the um, 
the Negro National Anthem was originally written by, um, it was James Webb and Johnson. I think he wrote it as a poem, and his brother turned it to music. So James Webb and Johnson was a, a writer and a civil rights activist. And then the NAACP, they dubbed it the Negro National Anthem uh, for black people and, you know, something of that nature. But I don't think that that should have been the big topic of discussion because it's really symbolism. It's like, okay, so we focus on that, and then we start arguing about this while there's a bloodbath in the city of Memphis in District 9. That, says a, that speaks volumes about your leader. But not one word was mentioned about those about that mayhem that we suffered through in Memphis. Not one word from him on a large platform like X. It certainly does. It certainly is telling. You're right. He absolutely ignored that. Well, Melanie, we appreciate you and your great support for uh, for what we're doing uh, here on this program and, of course, at KWAM and also the incredible tax service, Mosley Tax and Accounting. I need. I, I may need your help, Melanie. The, the IRS is killing me these days. <laughs> I think I need to book an appointment. All right, I love it. All right, Melanie Mosley, everybody. Melanie, God bless you, and thank you. And uh, we we just salute the great work that uh, that is happening there at the Whitehaven Republican Club. Thank you, Ty, for having me on. You have a great day. All right, you too, Melanie Mosley. By the way, she is one of the top tax. Um, tax and accounting people in the entire city of Memphis and uh, just does great work. And it's an honor to be able to to be a part of that. By the way, the first the first black millionaire in the nation, a gentleman by the name of Robert Church from right here in, in Memphis, Tennessee, and his descendants are still here in this uh, in this uh, great uh, great city. So there you go. And maybe, just maybe, conservative radio stations around the country should start doing that as well. Let's start saluting Americans of all races who are out there living the American dream and doing whatever they can to make their communities matter. All right, our telephone number, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right, welcome back, everybody. Wow, we've got some great audio to play. We're not going to play this now, but there was an automobile accident in Little Rock, Arkansas. One of those little clown box cars, you know what I'm talking about? They're like smaller than a refrigerator. Anyway, we're going to play this audio. You've got to stick around. Uh, it is a hoot. Uh, in the meantime, um want to play some audio here. Nikki Haley is really upset because President Trump raised a question uh, cut number one. And she comes over to see me at Mar-a-Lago. Sir, I will never run against you. She brought her husband. Where's her husband? Oh, he's away. He's away. Where, what happened to her husband? What happened to her husband? Where is he? He's gone. He knew. He knew. But no. Think of this. Think of this. I will never run against you, sir, but it's all over tape. We've got like 19 ver the great Dan Scavino. So she's all upset now. And by the way, she has very thin skin, this woman. So anytime you, you talk about her, the kids, who, by the way, the son was out there calling uh, Tim Scott Judas, and you watch what's going to happen. Any, Trump goes after, the, Trump will respond to that. And if he does, Trump becomes a bad guy. 
But may I just, can we all just get real for a moment here, just for a moment, and the husband's on deployment. That's um, that's what they've been telling us. Um, I've been wondering the same thing. What about you? Have you have you been wondering where's the husband? Where where's the family? Why aren't they up on the stage with Nikki? Why is she always up there by herself? You never see any of the family, right? Not the the nieces, the nephews, the cousin, nothing. Where is everybody? And I have wondered. It's funny, Trump. It's funny that Trump brought that up because I was wondering that myself a few days ago. I'm like, where's the husband at? Why is he always away? Why is he always deployed? What's up with that? Just asking. I'm not. No, I'm just asking. I, Trump is always surrounded by his family. Why isn't Nikki Haley? 901-260-5926, our number. 901-260-5926. Maybe they're all supporting Trump, too. <laughs> we'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, so we're going to play this audio for you. This is terrific. Uh, a driver in uh, Little Rock was filming a one of these little teeny tiny box cars that was all over the roadway. And so the guy starts taking out his phone, and he offers a commentary uh, that ends with the car crashing. So after all of that, the guy stops his car and goes over, and all of these people um, start moving the car upright it took like two people to flip the car over and um and dylan just delete that delete that audio so um anyway uh it's it's a pretty tragic thing that happened anyway the guy's gonna be okay but he was drunk he was a drunk driver and i thought it was pretty bold after the guy giving all the commentary stops his car goes over flips the car upright and asks the guy if he's okay because, you know, it's humanity. It's humanity. want to play some audio here. And, again, our number, 901-260-5926. Uh, this is Nikki Haley, very upset over President Trump mocking her husband. Cut 15. I want to ask you about another comment that Donald Trump made that was personal about your husband, Major Michael Haley, who is currently deployed with the South Carolina National Guard. Trump said this about you. Where's her husband? Oh, he's away. He's away. Where, what happened to her husband? What happened to her husband? Where is he? He's gone. I know you said this is disqualifying, but during his first presidential uh, campaign, Donald Trump mocked former POW John McCain and a Gold Star family. He was still elected. You agreed to work for him. Why do you think that's disqualifying now? Well, I agreed to serve our country, and I'm proud that I got to serve our country. Um, there's there's nothing, um, no more higher honor than to serve um, the people of this country. But what I can tell you is, look, it's just 
It's insulting to military members. It's insulting to military families. And the part that bothers me is he continues to do this. This isn't personal about me and Michael. This is about what it says to every member who sacrifices for us. This is about what it says to every military family who sacrifices alongside of them. We can't have someone who sits there and mocks our men and women who are trying to protect America. It's a pattern. It's a pattern of chaos. It's a pattern of irresponsibility. It's a pattern of just saying things that are that are not helpful in strengthening America. And this is a chance America's going to get to decide. We know what Donald Trump is. You could watch that whole rally yesterday and it'll tell you all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, do you want it again? We know what Joe Biden is. You can see the press conference. You can look at the special investigation that says he's diminished. But do you want it again? I mean, the one thing we need to understand is for Republicans, with Donald Trump, he lost in 2018, he lost in 2020, he lost in 2022. And if you look at after the New Hampshire election, he went on this unhinged rant. And all he did was talk about revenge. Mm-hmm. And then you look, he said, anyone that supported me was barred permanently from MAGA. Then he pushed the RNC to name him the presumptive nominee. Then he lost his court case and he went on a rant again. The problem with all of that is at no point is he ever talking about the American people. So, look, uh, for Haley, it's over. And uh, the Democrats are loving this because they know as long as Haley is in the race, the Republicans are spending money fighting against each other and not Joe Biden. Got a question for you, though. Um, Joe Biden, do you really believe this guy is competent? Here is Alejandro Mayorkas yesterday, cut number four. Then made gratuitous, unnecessary, and inaccurate personal remarks, and those are improper. The most difficult part about a meeting with President Biden is preparing for it because he is sharp, intensely probing, and detail-oriented and focused. Okay, what is that guy smoking? Was it his crack cocaine they found in the White House? Is he talking about Joseph Robinette Biden, the commander-in-chief? Here's Mitch Landrew, the former mayor of New Orleans. Cut number five. And I'm telling you, this guy's tough, he's smart, he's on his game. And as Secretary Mallorca said a minute ago, when you go in to brief the president, you gotta, you better have your big boy pants on. And, and this kind of sense that he's not ready for this job is just a bucket of BS that's so Un- deep, your boots will get stuck in. Yeah, uh, understood, but, but Americans don't agree with what you're saying. In fact, our NBC News poll found that 76% of voters are concerned about whether the president has the necessary mental and physical health to be president for a second. And it's true. It is absolutely true. So there you go. By the way, David Axelrod is pushing back on these um, assertions that Michelle Obama is going to be the nominee. They're saying that she doesn't like she doesn't like politics. And so Michelle Obama is not going to be the person. Now, I was talking to folks out in California um, over the weekend. And they tell me they do believe that it's going to be a combo platter of Michelle Obama and Gavin Newsom. That's going to be the ticket in 2024. That was the general consensus there in uh, in California. But do you see anybody who could beat Donald Trump running right now? Because the concern is there there are going to be so many people that are staying home. Black voters, Hispanic voters are disenfranchised right now 
with the Democrat Party. So they're going to have lower they're going to have lower turnout than in previous presidential races. So do you see, ladies and gentlemen, anybody out there that could run on the Democrat side? Now, some are saying maybe Pete Buttigieg makes his play here. I'm not sure that works. And and again, I'm looking at black male voters who are now skewing for Donald Trump, right? The, the polling data is very clear that black men will vote for Donald Trump. I'm not too sure that the photographs of Pete Buttigieg and his husband um, chest feeding their children is going to sway black male voters. I don't know. Maybe it will, but I, I just don't see that. I, I don't see that happening. I, no, I'm not. Look, I'm not being critical at all. I'm just stating a fact here. I just don't think that is attractive to to some male voters. Let me qualify to most male voters. 901-260-5926 is our number. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right, folks, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Happy to have you with us. Don't forget tonight, 5 o'clock, the new show debuts on Newsmax 2, and uh, you can watch on all the platforms. And don't forget, now you can go right now to your favorite bookstore and pre-order a copy of my new book. It's called Twilight's Last Gleaming, Can America Be Saved? If you order on Amazon, you're actually going to get it before uh, it lands in bookstores. And uh, here in March, we're going to be releasing details about uh, our big national book tour well um just a little while ago we played some audio about joe biden uh, talking about the um the problems with oreos and doritos cut number six it's super bowl sunday if you're anything like me you like to be surrounded by a snack or two while watching the big game you know when buying snacks for the game you might have noticed one thing sports drinks bottles are smaller bag of chips has fewer chips, but they're still charging it just as much. And as an ice cream lover, what makes me the most angry is that ice cream cartons have actually shrunk in size, but not in price. I've had enough of what they call shrinkflation. It's a ripoff. Some companies are trying to pull a fast one by shrinking the products little by little and hoping you won't notice. Give me a break. The American public is tired of being played for suckers. I'm calling on companies to put a stop to this. Let's make sure businesses do the right thing now. All right, let's go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Our good friend, he is the founder and president of Timothy Plan. TimothyPlan.com is the website. Our good buddy, Art Alley. Art, good to have you with us today. Man, it is always a pleasure and my honor, sir. Art, I'm curious, while you were watching the Super Bowl last night eating Doritos, were you complaining about the number of chips in your bag? (laughs) You know, everything goes up and the the quantity seems to shrink, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm not sure you can blame the maker of Doritos for that. That sounds to me like a Biden inflation problem. Well, you know, you obviously haven't been listening because he says, uh, you know, he's got that under control. Clear, yeah, clearly, you know, Art, it's uh, uh, it's uh, it, it's so frustrating. I, I've been hearing from a lot of Gen Zers, and 
And I think a lot of folks are, are getting, are misunderstanding the issues facing their generation financially, where some of these kids are out there having to work multiple jobs, you know, just to either make ends meet or try to earn that down payment, you know, they can make for, for a house or for, for a car. Yeah. And housing just keeps getting further and further out of reach for them. It, you know, it, it, it's an incredible time um, where you can place the blame squarely wherever you want to. But the policies that have been put in place since Joe brought Biden sat in that White House uh, have been the major contributor to the grief. Um, you know, but here we are, Valentine's Day in two days. You know, and the price of chocolate has gone through the roof, but people haven't noticed it because it's been going up for, for, for a long time. And when they say they have inflation under control, Todd, if you have a 10% inflation uh, and then you only have a 2% inflation, that's on top of the 10%. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of really disillusioned stuff going on or disinformation. That's right. As a matter anyway, of as a matter of fact, Art, we were looking at the numbers. Uh, cocoa prices at a forty eight year high. Uh, this is a, yeah. according to uh, Hershey, and uh, that year the year was nineteen seventy seven. Uh, the year before Hershey's introduced Reese's Pieces, and uh, chocolate is going up. And a lot of these chocolate makers say they have no choice but to pass along the cost to the consumers. That is the way business works. It has always worked that way. <clears throat> but uh, the liberal element behind uh, trying to do all this disinformation would have you believe it's the fault of the manufacturer. Uh, you know, they just have to pass on increased costs, whether it's taxes, raw materials, whatever it is. And we, the ultimate consumer, end up paying for all of that. And um, as a result of that, you know, uh, people really are still buying stuff, Todd. But I think they're buying it on credit cards and they're maxed out on their credit cards and interest on credit cards is going to just bury people. Uh, We need to pull back. We need to stop this unlimited consuming of whatever we want. Uh, And inflation has always been a supply and demand type thing. What if we reduce the demand? If we did that, prices would come down. Um, But we also need better leadership in America. I'm not uh, negating that at all. But at any rate, you know, a lot of it falls into our lap. Art Alley is on the... continue to buy. Art Alley is on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line today, founder of the Timothy Plan, president of this great organization, uh, the website timothyplan.com. Art, we're also looking at uh, Disney. Uh, they are hemorrhaging subscribers. More than 1.3 million people have unsubscribed uh, after the price hike. Streaming, uh, their streaming losses, um, wow, $300 million. Yeah. Well, Todd, all I can say, you know, we we uh, are located here in Orlando, in the backyard of Disney. Timothy launched our uh, mission that God gave us 30 years ago. Disney has always been on our screen list, where, where we will not allow our money managers to invest in that stock. 
because they've always been promoting a very uh, unholy agenda. But they have, uh, I mean, gone to the limits now. It's like almost anything goes, and they're wondering why they're losing all of this. Uh, price hikes would be some of it, but people are just sick of of the uh, uh, dark stuff that these companies are, are pushing out and trying to get us to consume. Disney should be the family-friendly, take-your-kids uh, it's not that anymore, Todd. And as a result, you know, people are voting with their feet. And God bless them. If more of us would do that, I think America would come back to where we all wish it would be. Well said. And uh, Art, real quick uh, for folks going to TimothyPlan.com for the very first time, what can they expect to see um, on the website? Well, they can expect to navigate a website that even Art Alley can navigate. So it's really simple. Uh, but if they have trouble with that, just call us. 1-800-TIM-PLAN. A human being answers the phone. They will connect you with another one that will walk you through and help you uh, uh, help answer all, any and all questions that you have. Uh, you know, we are there to serve. That's the real business we're in. Uh, you know, our product is investments and mutual funds. But we're there to serve the body of Christ. So call us if you have trouble on the website. And again, I was uh, talking to people out, and uh, I was giving a speech out in California, and I mentioned Timothy Plan to uh, to a lot of the folks in the audience. And uh, it was so good to see so many business owners standing up and you know in this massive crowd and saying, "I'm a conservative. I'm a Christian. I'm a business owner." And you know, these are the kinds of companies that we need to be supporting, uh, whether it be on the local mom-and-pop level or the national uh, chains uh, when you know we're looking at investing. Let's make sure at the best we can that we're supporting those organizations that share our, our values. You bet, and quit supporting those that do not. Exactly. Uh, it takes a little bit of effort, but, uh, folks, we either expend the effort or we kiss all of our liberties and, and this culture goodbye. And speaking uh, we of, have to step up, and we have to do it now. Yeah, yeah, we do. And Art, we are wrapping up here. We are flat out of time, but we appreciate the great work that y'all are doing over at Timothy Plan. Well, man, we appreciate you, and uh, just keep uh, telling the story. Uh, people are finally coming around, and thank God that they are. All right, Art Alley, everybody, from the Timothy Plan. Be sure to go check them out. Great sponsors of the Todd Stearns Radio Show, timothyplan.com. Go to their website. Take advantage of the great opportunities we have here at uh, timothyplan.com. All right, folks, been a great day. We're going to do this all over again tomorrow, paying very close attention to the Mayorkas impeachment vote, along with the Ukraine and Israel funding. That's tomorrow right here on the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Be good, America. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.